I'd recommend you read the Christmas story with your family this Christmas season, not just here, but with your family. And if you want to find it, you'll find it in God's Word in the book of Luke, chapter number 2. And when you turn in Luke, chapter number 2, you'll find the very beginning of the chapter. Uh, you'll find a decree from Caesar Augustus, uh, and the taxing was coming, and the moving and placement of Mary and Joseph to have a baby in Bethlehem, according to prophecy. You'll see the angels appearing to the shepherds and the shepherds afraid, but then following the Lord and finding the Savior. And You'll find Jesus in Bethlehem's manger, named according to God's plan, Jesus, which means Jehovah is salvation. Jesus' name literally means Savior. And when you come to Luke chapter 2, you'll watch Jesus beginning to be raised by his mother and father figure, not father, he was fathered by God. And Joseph and Mary are going to do everything in their power to raise him right and do what's right and obey God and God's word. And according to the scripture, they had him circumcised on the proper day. And according to the scripture, they took him to the temple. And when he makes his trip to the temple as just a baby in his mother's arms, they meet with two people, the first of two we talked about last week, Simeon. And uh, what a fascinating encounter. God had told this man Simeon, as far as we know, just a regular old guy, that he wouldn't die until he'd seen the consolation of Israel, the Messiah, the coming Savior. And Simeon, when he saw Jesus, the baby, God let him know this is him. Simeon has a prophecy over Jesus and tells some fascinating things to Mary and in like manner we meet up with another person. There's a lady that's been at the temple for a long, long time. Her name's Anna. And when Jesus is presented to Miss Anna, uh, she responds in a way that we need to pay attention to and there's some things we can learn from Anna. I'm talking to you tonight, about this morning, I'm sorry, about Anna's first Christmas Anna's first Christmas. We think about a first Christmas, and when we think about a first Christmas, we think about a baby's first Christmas. How many of you have someone in your family, this is their very first Christmas? Would you raise your hand? That is exciting. You know what's more exciting than a first Christmas? A second Christmas. And you know what's more exciting than a second Christmas? A third Christmas. And if you're like me, your 41st Christmas is just as fun as all the rest of them. And... Uh, but this is Anna's first Christmas, and here in a minute, I'm going to show you how we come to the idea that she's somewhere in the neighborhood of 107 years old. And uh, Anna's first Christmas as an old lady is one to be noted and remembered, and some things from her life to be applied to ours. Anna's first Christmas. Well, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 36, And there was one Anna... A prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Acer, she was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And that's all we have about Miss Anna. Well, there's so much to see here about Anna and this Christmas story. The first thing I want to bring your attention out of the life of Anna, number one is 
in light of Anna's first Christmas, there is an emphasis here that you and I should, number one, serve God. Now, we see something about Anna's life that's uh, quite fascinating. The Bible says that she served God. You can see it in verse number 37, that she served God. And in light of that, let's look at some things about her. Verse number 36, the Bible says there was one Anna. I think it's quite fascinating that the Bible emphasizes that there was one Anna. We'll just stop there for just a moment. I want to remind you of something. Sometimes the devil sells you a lie that says, I'm only one. What can I do? I'll tell you, one person filled with the Spirit of God has an unlimited opportunity to serve God. And just one. Don't be discouraged that you're only one. Don't be discouraged that you're the only one in your family that wants to live for Jesus. Live for Jesus. Don't be discouraged that you feel like you're alone sometimes. One Anna, God's going to use her in a big way. We're talking about her more than 2,000 years later and her faith in the Lord. One Anna. Look, as it continues, the Bible says there was one Anna, a prophetess. Now, this is fascinating. Anna was a prophetess. As far as I know, Anna is the only prophetess mentioned in the New Testament. And I don't know all that that entails, but God says she was a prophetess. And uh, by the most basic understanding of what a prophetess was, she was somebody that God was speaking to and revealing things to, and she understood things that were to come. And she was a prophetess. Now, I'll just tell you something. Anna, as a prophetess, the only prophetess in the New Testament, it makes her special. Now, I think it's fascinating that she was one, just one. I think it's fascinating that she was special. Now, you say, oh, man, sign me out, check me off the list. I'm not a prophetess, and uh, nor am I. I'm not a prophet either. But something interesting about Anna that the Bible highlights for us is that she was, uh, she was uniquely designed for the moment. And I'll tell you something, that is you, and that is me. Do you know that God has uniquely designed us all to serve him with our lives? Look, if you decide to leave God out of your life, you are leaving out an opportunity to uniquely serve God in a niche that nobody else has. I'll just tell you something. I want to reach as many people with the gospel of Jesus Christ as I possibly can. And I want to encourage as many people as I possibly can. But I'll have you know something. You are going places every day and every hour that I cannot possibly be. And God wants to use you in a very special way. When we look at Anna, Anna reminds us that we should serve God. Anna served God. She was one. She was a prophetess. Look what the Bible says in the next phrase. There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel. Now, the word daughter, I'll just tell you something. Daughter is not a uh, specific thing, daughter. Uh, how many daughters do we have here today? A daughter, if you're a daughter, would you raise your hand? How many daughters? There's a bunch of y'all here. Uh, daughters. Now, I'll tell you something. She was uniquely prophetess, but she was generally daughter. Folks, I'm so thankful to tell you, that God wants to use unique, common individuals to do a great work for the cause of Christ. When we look at Anna, Anna reminds us that we should serve God. We should serve God. Serve God with your life as we think more about Anna and her serving God. Anna's first Christmas, it involves serving God. The Bible says... In verse number 36, there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Aser. The Bible says she was of a great age. Uh, I'll just tell you, the Bible, is a, that's a nice way of saying she was old, real old. 
Uh, she was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years. Now, how many of you ladies uh, like Anna are okay with trying to obscure your age a little bit? Now, the Bible is going to tell us how old she is. But God, I don't know if he just is being gracious to Anna or what. But God is going to make it like there's a little bit of a puzzle to figure out how old she is. Let's see how old she is. God's word says she was of a great age, but then the Bible gives us some details how to figure out how old she might actually be. Now, let's see if we can do a little math together. Let's, let's figure this out. The Bible says that she was of a great age. Okay, hint number one, she's old. Now, the next phrase in verse 36, and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. Now, what a wild way to give us a clue as to how old she was. But we understand this from the story of Mary and Joseph, the culture of the day. They would be betrothed, engaged, and there would be an engagement period that would last something about a year. And after the end of the, the engagement period, they were officially married and uh, they consummated the, the, the marriage and soon would follow children, if you know what I mean. And the Bible says that she lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And so she was betrothed and they were married officially. And then for seven years, she was married to a man. So let's do a little math. Let's just take a guess. The number that we've got to guess at is how old was she when she was betrothed? So let's guess 16. Let's guess low. They got married young back then. I don't recommend it, all you 16-year-olds. She was 16. Let's just guess about that and... She was betrothed for, an, for a year. She was married for seven. How many years is that? Let's see if we can do the math. 16 plus eight is what? Somebody call it out. One, two, three. 24. Now, 24. Very tragic thing happens to Anna. Very tragic thing happens to Anna. Her husband dies. She's a widow at 24. I'll just tell you something. That's a sad thing. Now, let me just stop for a moment. We're talking about serving the Lord. You know something about Anna? Anna, if Anna had the philosophy that a lot of us do, the first time something doesn't go our way, we want to turn our backs on God and blame God and curse God. Anna was a widow at 24 years old. How tragic. The Bible says that Anna, in response to her trouble, served the Lord. And I'll have you know something. God used that woman's life in a big way, so much so that she embraced Jesus Christ personally. I want to remind you of something. The devil does want to use the trouble that you've dealt with, the trouble that you're facing, the burdens that you bear to make you bitter and angry and unforgiving. He wants to rob you of the joy that God has promised. But God wants to use the trouble that comes in life because of sin to make you better, to make you usable, to make you the kind of person that is weak in their own strength but strong and mighty in the power of God. Don't be bitter against God. Sin is the great culprit that causes grief and agony and pain. And Jesus is the one that can make all things work together for good. Please don't curse the one person that can use the difficulties of life to bring glory to himself and help you. You want Anna did? Anna served God. Anna served God. When she was 24, she became a widow. Let's get back to how old she was. 24. Let's do a little more math. So the Bible says in verse 37, she was a widow of about 
four score and four years. A score is 20 years. Four times 20 is one, two, three. Plus four is, let's add 84 and 24. How much do we get? Let's say that again. One, two, three. 108. As far as we know, Anna is somewhere in that 108-year-old range, depending on how old she was when she was betrothed to be married. Now, Anna, bottom line, God says, now look, y'all are curious how old she is, so I told you in a little bit of a code, but I just told you at the beginning, she's old. She's real old. But you know something that Anna's doing when she's old? Anna is serving God. She's serving God. Do you know that if you're not careful, you will allow your age to be your excuse to not serve God for your entire life? And maybe you're here and you've been guilty already. When you were young, you were too young to serve the Lord. Let me tell you something. In regards to thinking that you're too young to serve the Lord, the apostle Paul told Timothy, he said, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer. You may be here and you're in your middle ages and you think, my land's life is too busy. I'm trying to raise children. I don't have time. I'm trying to make a living. I don't have time to serve God. Let me remind you of something. Jesus at 33 paid the price for your sins on the cross of Calvary. Age should never be an excuse. You're here today and you say, I'm too old to serve the Lord. Hogwash. It's not true. Anna served the Lord in her hundreds. In our Bible, Caleb an old man, Caleb, as he looked at the promised land, he said, I want that mountain. Our age should never be an excuse to serve the Lord. As a matter of fact, at every stage in life, God wants to use you. I had the sweetest time this morning with a man at Valley Nursing Home. I'm thankful for it. He's hoping that his health will improve to where he can go home soon. But until then... God's using him. I said, friend, the Lord wants to use you here. He says, I know it. He said, I've already led two people to Jesus since I've been here. <laughs> and I want to remind you of something. You're not too old. You're not too busy. You're not too young. Serve God. You know what Anna tells us? Anna and her first Christmas. Anna at her first Christmas, she said, you know what? I need to serve the Lord. I need to serve the Lord. The scripture continues in verse 37. She was a widow of about four score and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers nights and night and day. She did what she could. She served the Lord physically and spiritually. She served the Lord. Can I challenge you to do something in this Christmas? Serve the Lord. You know you can serve the Lord several ways. One big way that you serve. Do you know we serve the Lord by praying. We serve the Lord by living a holy, righteous life. We serve the Lord by reading his word. We serve the Lord by serving others. Anna, serve the Lord. I'll tell you, the people who despise Christmas, the people who have the greatest bitterness in light of trouble, are not the people who are determined to serve God with their lives. It's the people who feel like God somehow has failed to serve them. You know how to turn the tide? Anna's first Christmas is characterized by praise and glory and peace and joy. Why? 
Because Anna served the Lord. Serve others for a change. Trust God again. Serve God. Anna served the Lord. Number two, Anna gave thanks. Anna gave thanks. Look at what the Bible says in verse 38. Now the Bible tells us here that we've described Anna and the Bible says verse 38, and she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord. Now here's what happened. You've got to see the picture. Simeon has, G, has baby Jesus in his hand and he's praising the Lord and he's just looked Mary in the eyes and told her, uh, told her about what's going to happen and how the sword would pierce through her heart but God would uh, reveal the hearts of many through this baby Jesus. And Simeon, there's a, there's a sense of anticipation at this moment. He's praising the Lord and as Simeon's holding Jesus, Anna walks in the door and she's like, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There he is. That's Jesus. I'm sure she said it with a southern accent too. The Bible says that she's giving thanks. She gave thanks. The scripture says it like this. She coming in that instant gave thanks likewise in the Lord. Now the word likewise is very important because the Bible wants to let us know that she thanked God just exactly the same way that Simeon just had. Verse 28, Luke, the Bible says, Then he... Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. What did she, he, he praise the Lord for? He praised the Lord that there was hope for life after death because of Jesus the Savior. Don't you ever forget it. We look at Jesus in Bethlehem's manger. We consider the work of Jesus Christ. And I'll remind you that we have hope beyond the grave. Some of us have been dealing with great sorrow this Christmas season. I could take 45 minutes right now and give you details of many circumstances around this very Christmas that are devastating. But I want to give you hope. In light of the devastating circumstances, we have an eternal God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have reason to rejoice because life is not all there is. We have eternity. And I'll have you know something. Life may seem long and days may seem long at times. But eternity with Christ is real and glorious and better than you can ever imagine. Anna thanked God that he'd sent a Savior that would provide and prepare us for eternity. Anna thanked God. The Bible says in verse number 29, sorry, verse 30, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. She thanked God for salvation. Salvation from what? Salvation from the penalty of sin. Salvation from death and dying. Verse 31, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. She thanked God that light had come into darkness. She gave thanks. Anna's first Christmas, she served God. Anna's first Christmas, she gave thanks. When was the last time that you gave thanks to the Lord? I'll just tell you, there's been moments in my life of late where Thanksgiving is something that I've had to force on myself. Have you ever been there? <laughs> you know I am. I'm transparent. There have been moments lately where I've had to force Thanksgiving on myself. I'd rather grumble and complain. How many of you have ever been in a situation where you'd rather grumble and complain? Instead of saying amen there, would you say oh me there on the count of three? One, two, three. Oh me. You know what Anna did? 
Anna gave thanks. And I'm going to tell you something. There's never a moment in the life of God's people where it is inappropriate to be thankful for God's blessing, for God's goodness, for God's love, because His love is eternal, never failing. He is our Savior. And as Anna saw Jesus on this day, she knew that through Christ we had reason to rejoice. I'm not telling you that the moment that you're dealing with is not hard, but I am telling you that God's bigger than it and Jesus is faithful. And because of Christmas... God's sending his own son. We have reason to give thanks. Anna's first Christmas, she gave thanks. Number three, as we conclude, in Anna's first Christmas, she told others. She told others. Look, the Bible says in verse number 38, she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord. And spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. That last phrase is so important. The Bible says we want to tell you what Anna did because she met Jesus. Because she met Jesus, the Bible says that she spake of him. She talked about Jesus to who? To all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. That phrase is kind of fascinating to me. All them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Now this is a fascinating thing. Do you know that God works in our hearts in such a way? He brings us to a place where we know that we need help. He brings us to a place where we know that we need help. As a matter of fact, God by his Holy Spirit will bring you to a place where you not only know you need help, you know that you need forgiveness because of sin. And so this was happening even before Jesus had died on the cross. God would put in the hearts of people to come to Jerusalem. Where can I find, where can I find the true God other than in Jerusalem where God's people were? And they would come to Jerusalem and they'd come to the temple. They'd become looking for a redeemer. They were looking for somebody that could pay their debt, somebody that could cover their sins, someone that could help them, some hope, some brightness. From the moment that Anna met Jesus, every person that she's talked to that came looking for a redeemer, she spake of them about Jesus. She said, let me tell you something. I fixed my eyes on the one who's paid the price for your sins. He is our redeemer. Trust in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. And she told others. She told others. There's a beautiful Passage of Scripture in 1 Peter chapter 1, and verse 18. Let me read it to you. You may make a note of it. We're talking about redemption, being redeemed. How many of you have ever redeemed a coupon? You know what that means. You turn it in and you get credit for it. If you have coupons and I'm behind you in line, I try to go to the other line. Uh, but I, I think it's prudent to try to save some money, but I just don't want to be behind you in line. But uh, anyway, that's besides the point. Redeem. And now, Anna told everybody who's looking for redemption, looking for a payment to be made on their account. She told everybody who's looking for redemption, somebody to pay the way. She told them all about Jesus. First Peter 1.18 says this, You, ye, were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold. She said, he said, now let me tell you something. You are not bought, redeemed, forgiven, 
given eternal life. You're not redeemed, bought by silver, corruptible things like silver and gold. Let me tell you something. I hope you'll put something in the offering plate today because we're trying to serve the Lord here as a church. But giving to the church and giving to good causes is not something that will save your soul. You're not redeemed by corruptible things. You can't be purchased with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. You're not received, you're not redeemed by silver and gold. You're not redeemed by your vain attempt to live a good life, even though it may come from great family tradition. He said, but you're redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Do you know what Anna told everyone that came looking for somebody to pay the price for their sins? She said, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. Jesus was sent from God to pay the price for your sins. And I wonder if you're here today, maybe like one of those folks who made the trip to Jerusalem, and you say, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that if I were to die today that, and I were judged for my sin, the penalty would be severe, even hell. I want to remind you of something. Because God sent Jesus, a baby, in Bethlehem who lived a sinless life, who died on the cross to pay the price for your sins, who rose from the grave and defeated Death, hell, and the grave. If you'll put your trust in Him and Him alone. If you'll pray and ask Jesus to forgive your sins and be your Savior. And you'll trust Him. And believe in Him. Folks, you can be saved. You can have everlasting life. When we receive His gift, we receive the redemption that we so long for. Anna's first Christmas. What would she do? She served God. You're here today and you know you're saved. You're out of church. You're away from God. You're... You know what's tough? There's a lot of people that are in church and away from God. It's not hard to get there. May we reminded, be reminded by Anna's testimony. Serve God. Serve God. Anna served God. Praised God. And Anna told others. If you are saved, you need to tell other people that Jesus is your Savior and the hope for a dying world is none other than Lord Jesus Christ himself. Let's pray.